0: Welcome to the 916 Republic podcast. I'm your host, Nolan. We are very excited to talk about Sacramento's hot new signings today, as well as the return of the even hotter new signing, Mitchell Tainter. Oh, yeah. But first, oh, wait, wait, wait. But first, <laughs> I'm joined in the studio by a man whose girlfriend has finally let him off the leash, oh, Zach Winnick. God. Zach, <laughs> how are we doing this afternoon? I want to make it very <laughs> clear. To everyone
1: listening, and to possibly my girlfriend. <laughs> my girlfriend is been nothing but supportive <laughs> of Your my project. I was not on the Alicia Rodriguez interview because not as <laughs> having a baby, and we had two interviews set up. One was for Nolan, the other was for me, and the other <laughs> one fell through. So that's why I wasn't with Nolan. It had nothing to do with my amazing supportive beautiful girlfriend baby if you're listening I love you
0: very good Zach you, you covered <laughs> you covered yourself well yeah I was uh I was giving you crap on the last episode but that's what you do when you leave me alone I go crazy <laughs> um, we did
1: very well it was a great interview if you if you guys have not checked it out make sure to go back and give it a listen uh really definitely. good interview
0: with the two of them super fun um but actually, this fits better with this, talking about LAFC. Okay, go for it. All right. Because yeah, um, you were learning more about the MLS. I was. I was, I was educated by Alicia Rodriguez on yeah. what's going on in MLS because I frankly have no idea. And it's really hard for me to care sometimes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But speaking with her. Yeah, let's get into uh, the news. It was awesome, um, and it actually got me excited about like, what's going on with LAFC, who are currently still in the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, and before we talked, when we talked, they had not yet played Cruz Azul in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. They have subsequently gone on to beat Cruz Azul 2-1 after going 1-0 down. Zach watched the whole entire game, actually. Um, it sounds like it was a, quite a thriller, actually. They, they battled back from going down early. Um,
1: yes, it was. Acapo, Something, a like, that. Yeah, uh, something a, like that. A striker subbed on and, and scored a goal late in the game. And they, they you know, in the 70-something minute, and they hunkered yeah. down and got the W, which was also like, that's what's so cool. Like, as a soccer fan, too, that's mm-hmm. what shows a truly good team is when not only can you score the goals, but you can defend and park that bus and close out the game and get the W against a very good team, you know, in a high pressure quarterfinal Concacaf Champions League game. So, it yeah. was it was super fun game to watch.
0: Absolutely, they what we talked about with Alicia Rodriguez was Cruz Azul is a little bit of a club in in crisis because they've just fired their coach. So, um, LAFC beat them. Um, that's, that was still kind of unexpected, and they're playing Club America in the se- in the semifinals of the champions league in two days from the day of recording yeah so that should be cool um that will be cool and you know there's other news (laughs) it's not cool it is not cool
1: (laughs) i'm I'm just kidding i'm now gonna talk about the u.s men's national team which is no one's just favorite topic i feel like you're coming around like just a little bit though
0: watching weston mckinney score that like i don't it wasn't a bicycle kick but like Mid air volley against Bicycle King Barcelona. I did feel a bit of national pride welling up inside of me, yeah. Um, but like, I can't, I can't still get excited about like, oh, this 17 year old in the like Bundesliga 3 scored a goal today, U.S. men's national team on the rise. Like, that's still not me, but I'm excited about Weston McKinney. I'm excited about not excited about Christian Pulisic always being hurt. That sucks, but yeah, I'm coming around, like Zach said. Anyway, that's not that's not what. (laughs) <laughs> what Zach was talking about. <laughs> no, you are. And, and it's yeah. good to see. And it is, yeah. I mean, it's hard not to come around
1: when the U.S. beats El Salvador six to nothing, uh, yeah. which they did a few weeks back. Um, It was five goals in the first 28 minutes. And granted, it was a B to C squad, but still really encouraging to see it was us playing at just a higher level than them. A lot of goals. Um, there were
0: no. European play. There were no Americans playing for European clubs called into the camp, right? There Except was, for like a goalie.
1: There was a backup goalie. Okay. Um. Was it Dos Santos? I believe.
0: Okay. Is that the it guy playing was, in
1: Portugal? He plays. Yeah, is it Porto or something like that? Okay. I forget. I should probably know. <laughs> um, and then Sebastian Soto, uh, okay. plays for telstar right now he's on loan at telstar he's owned by norwich um other than that it was an all-american roster or american like domestic roster cool um and yeah big big game i'm looking up dos santos i cannot find where he i want to say it's like an academy club in portugal some way like a hot flight academy um in portugal um, yeah. but other than yeah, yeah, other than that, yeah, all all domestic. I don't know, six nothing victory.
0: Yeah, we did our due diligence. We checked Juan Barajona was not in the El Salvador team. He was um, and if he had been this this would have been a totally different game, let's just oh, be
1: honest. No one would have been watching. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it would have been class at that point.
1: Um but. so yeah, super encouraging again uh to see the men's national team playing so well, scoring lots of goals. Uh, and finally, for the news today, I just wanted to hit on this real, cool cause, uh, real quick because I thought it was cool. The Republic have um, awarded over $10,000. They just awarded over $10,000 in grants to local Latin-owned small businesses. And so I just came across this a couple of days ago. Um, and, and, you know, it just kind of just warmed my heart, you know, with everything going on, to see the club kind of giving back like this. Um, I felt definitely newsworthy Um and and kind of puts things in perspective, you know, it's, we love soccer. That's why we're here, but uh, people are struggling and it's cool to see the, the club is kind of doing their part to help out. Um, yeah. So yeah. Wanted to give that some, some
0: air time. Definitely. I, I would echo what you just said, Zach. Um, it's cool to see the club getting involved in the community outside of just this, the game itself. Um, and yeah. things like this is are happening all the time with our public. We get emails, all the time about some cool thing they're doing in the community and it's just not quite sexy enough to make it into the news um yeah and i think you're right that it those things should start making it because this is what makes a good club a great club in my yeah. opinion um so
1: yeah and with everything going on happening? right now we need some
0: positives you know yes yes, we need yes some yes, cool yes. W- heartwarming things
1: There have been the some news.
0: heartwarming things what uh, there have been some heartwarming things happening in the technical department at the Republic recently, though, with the bringing in of new signings.
1: Oh, there Sorry, that was are <laughs> passionately heartwarming things. Yeah, and yeah. Nolan, that brings us to a perfect transition into yeah. the meat and potatoes of what we're going to talk about today. So as is, you know, the offseason nature, uh, we don't have anything to talk about to you guys other than the fact that there's new players in and there's old players out. However, Mm. in this specific moment, in this specific window of the offseason, some exciting players have been signed to the Republic, and we're starting to see a roster begin to form, which is is super, super cool. And these are some big names. There's some big names on this list. So me and Nolan are going to go through these half a dozen signings that have happened, talk about them, talk about why we're excited, and how they fit into the lineup. So Mm. starting off, we'll go over the two re-signed players. Um, We talked about Carlton Belmar in previous shows, uh, and we kind of expected him to be re-signed, but it is now official. Carlton Belmar will be back for us in the new season um, to anchor that nine spot, we assume. Um, and to battle with Cam I was just gonna say and to battle with Cam Owasa, which which will be interesting it'll be interesting how how cam you know reacts to, to having a poor season is he gonna bounce back is he gonna use it to be a wake-up call um you know we'll see uh, but yeah Carlton Belmar resigned I've been a big fan of Carlton Belmar I would understand why somebody wouldn't be. Nolan, how, what are your feelings? What's your kind of initial gut reaction to Carlton Belmar being re-signed to this team?
0: I'm excited. Um, I think this is good for the club. I think this is good for Cameron um, okay. now Now that we've had some time to let the dust settle and say, hey, Cam's not going anywhere and Carlton Belmar is back. If we look at that, those two forwards that like to play centrally, I mean, those are two guys with... Quite the USL resume. Like Carlton Belmar is known around the league for being just an ice cold killer as a as an attacking force, and Cameron Awasa has had multiple seasons of you know high teams, in uh, like goal tallies in the high teams. Yeah. Um, and so these two guys are going head to head in practice every day, and um, and Cameron Awasa is is rounding back into form. Like this is going to be not only you know good for both of them, but it's going to be great for the team because Mark Briggs is going to have to make a hard decision. Like which great striker do I play? Um, Do I play this weekend or like, do I change my tactics a little bit? Do I play two forwards that like to play centrally? Like, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And a guy that, that likes that kind of, for a guy like Mark Briggs, who likes those tactical problems, like I have two great, great central forwards in the team. Let's, let's, you know, shape our formation around that um, could be it could be something interesting going on there so or carlton belmars just takes a spot i don't know so yeah what do you think zach
1: well so you're hoping that cam does kind of come back to form that's what you're really you're really kind of putting faith into that that could happen
0: i i think it could happen i think it will happen there's no way a guy okay who's been as dominant as cam has been just gives up after one bad season yeah like, that's just a not COVID
1: season to be fair a yeah exactly COVID season
0: it, kind of if we're just being honest it was this whole year has been a fluke with sports yeah um, i can imagine trying to focus in like on something as seemingly silly as a game when what's been going on has been going on um so i trust cam to be able to to bounce back
1: um, yeah and I, and i it, it would be wise of us, I think, as fans not to have, you know, t- to have a long-term memory of of Cameron Awasa. He's a player that really just a year ago, honestly, a year and a half ago, was a VX factor on our team to where if Cam's not playing, we're going to we're – best-case scenario, we're struggling to score goals.
0: We're going and buying Thomas and are We're,
1: <laughs> we're at, like – that's who Cam is and that's who he's been for, for several years. And so one shortened COVID season, you know, it it should, at the very least we should be giving him the benefit of the doubt. Um, So I understand that, you know, and for me having Carlton back, I hope, I hope that Awasa can return to form. That's just another option um, for what is in my opinion, starting to form, one of the best rosters Sac Republic has seen. And, and we'll get into that more and why later. But um, one of those reasons is because Derek Formella has also be, been resigned. And, and for me, like seeing Carlton Belmar at that nine position, playing a, a hold up role, taking the shots, um, and distributing uh, to players like Formella, that's that's exciting for me. Um, and so it, it's super exciting. We, we have Formella officially re-signed with the club, um, scored eight goals last year in a shortened 16-game season. I really hope that he can continue to build on the confidence and the and the, um, the run of form that he had in this fluky season. Um, I hope that that's not a fluke and that, that that continues and he can continue to build on that. Um, because he really is like one of the most technically gifted players on this team. Like when I think of like the Sac Republic, and who is the most technically gifted player, I think of probably Juan Berahona, who who's unfortunately left us. But Juan Berahona is definitely that that guy. And I and I also think of of Derek Formella. And so if he can continue to to combine that talent and that technical ability with the good form he's in and the confidence that he's built up because of it. Um, I'm super excited for him coming back. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Derek Formella is a huge signing. Uh, uh, not really. A, I think he is a signing because like, I, I think his contract was only for one year, but it's, it's a huge win for the Republic and the recruiting department um, mm-hmm. because he was such a if anything good happened in a game, it came through Derek Formella. Like even thinking of um, moments where the ball, what, where Sacramento were deep in a defensive position, like defending a corner or defending a set piece, um, and then Derek Formella was the catalyst for launching a counter attack. Like, um, like he would be, he'd have that quick, quick turn, dribble through the couple, the couple guys in the midfield, and then flick off with the outside of his right foot to someone running in, um, and. So yeah, I'm really excited um, that he'll be back. Most likely playing wide on the left side is is where he seemed to thrive last season. Yep. Um, and also, we'll get into this a little bit. Maybe we'll get into this with the when we talk about another new forward who's been signed. So I'll save the next slide. Um, but yeah, it sounds like we're both pretty high on Derek Formella coming back.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And and um, and so those are the two. Those are the two re-signed players that we have on the roster. Um, and now we can get into. There are four players that have been uh, four free agents that have been signed by the club. Um, that I'm super excited. Really, all four of them, especially mm-hmm. one very handsome man yes. <laughs> by the name of Mitchell Tainter. Yes. Nolan, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about this this center back this this gorgeous center back that is now back with us in Sacramento. <laughs>
0: Dude, Mitchell Tainer is just a freaking beast. Like, yep. he's exciting to watch. He's yeah. kind of he kind of has like some center backs can just be kind of boring and plain. Like, okay, I'm tall and kind of stocky, and so I play center back. Yeah. Like Mitchell Tainer, he's tall, he's stocky, but that dude, he's his passing range is is incredible. Yep. Um, you can kind of trust him to to play in the midfield like a midfielder. Like he's mm-hmm. to make um, a
1: run. When he yeah, to make big. a
0: run. We've watched him bang in pro- <sighs> it won a goal of the season for something, sometime in twenty nineteen. Eighteen. Eighteen or nineteen against yeah. Reno. Yeah. Um, it was it was the same year that yeah. Vincent company for City hit that goal Yeah, 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 yeah against yeah. Leicester. I think that was last year, because it was when Liverpool and City were neck and neck. No. Was 2018. I'm sorry, yeah, this is relevant. It doesn't matter.
1: Mitchell Tanner, 2018 go- goal against Reno. Go look it up. Yeah, it, go look
0: yeah, it up. It's. It I made mean, like I think Copa 90.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like he's captivating.
0: Yeah, um, and he honestly, like, I think it will be an awesome guy for Hayden Sarges to pair with. Like, I totally agree. Yeah, like last year, sure you had Declan Keenan, you had Thomas Hilliard Arce that you were that you were playing with for a good amount of the season, but. Um, Mitchell Tainer is a guy who's proven in the league. Like yeah. this guy knows what he's talking about. He's not also trying to find his footing or seeing his way out the door. Like he's, he's in it um, and he's hungry. And I'm excited to, to see him pair with, hopefully with Hayden Sargis in a starting 11. So yeah. uh, Zach, you, you also have a special place in your heart for Mitchell um, I do. Yeah. Any, any, th- any thoughts on him?
1: Well, I yeah. Uh, other than the fact that he's chiseled like a Greek god,
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> if only teams were were you know as good as they were handsome. Back then. Yeah, no, we, we would be winning. Yeah.
1: Um, I am. I I remember. I want to say, I don't know, less than a year ago, I, at the beginning of, at the beginning of this year, when we were looking at the upcoming season going. Man, like, you know, Hayden Sargis, he looks like he's got a lot of potential. He looks like he could end up being a great player. I remember making the statement on this podcast just several months ago of, I can only imagine what it would have looked like if we would have had Hayden Sargis and Mitchell Tanner together at the center backs spots, mm-hmm. the back line. And now it's a reality. And that's like, not only is it a reality, Hayden Sargis has established himself as one of the best center backs in the USL and and is only continuing to grow and is young and is super talented. And honestly reminds me a lot of Mitchell Tanner in in the way that he plays, in, in the, the passes he can make, in the captivating offensive moves he can make, um, in his... Physical ability, Tainer's a little bit bigger, but I mean, I'm I'm stoked for that whole defense. That's got Jordan McCrary on the um, on the fullback position and Rafa Diaz in net, who was a, I mean, considered one of the finalists for MVP, Coley of the year. Like it's it is. We're starting to put together an amazing backline, um, and I and I am here for it. Let me Yeah, you.
0: I think one thing we always we were saying a lot about Hayden Sargis last year was, oh man, like he we know he's the young guy and we know this is like, you know his his first USL professional contract, but he was kind of the leader amongst the center backs, not in terms of um, necessarily being as vocal or being uh, as aggressive, but he was playing there week in week out. And Declan Keenan and Tomas Hilliard arce and Hayden or Matt Mahoney were kinda of coming in and out and it was like, Okay, how's this guy? We were always thinking about the other guy that Hayden Sarge was paired with as like, how's he gonna handle it? Like it was never you know, Hayden Sarges kinda of had to step up and play a huge role immediately. And so I think it'll be good for him to have to be a little more balanced between the responsibility the centre backs are sharing um, in in week in, week out situations too. So I think I think this is exciting for for both of them. Um, I like no, yeah, totally agree. Um, and uh,
1: and we also have a new signing um, on that back line in fullback Duke Lacroix. The
0: Croix. Lacroix. Lacroix. <laughs> I'm going to call him that. There's a lot of great names coming out uh, coming into the team this year. Lacroix, oh, yeah. Pete, Pete, Malik. I mean. This is just yeah, man. Mitch, Hopes are high. Mitch, we love Mitch. Mitch. Yeah. Geez. Um,
1: but yes, Duke Lucroix, I, I believe him. Some Sacramento
0: team. fans. Yeah. Some of us will know him from his yeah. days in Reno. Uh, two and he and was half years there. Yeah. Quite quite a uh, presence there. He started almost every game that he played that, uh, that occurred in his yep. two and a half year spell. Um, 59 appearances, four goals uh, for the team. He's a tricky winger forward. Um, so. Mm-hmm. We haven't watched a ton of him. Scott has, yeah. And um, as always, <laughs> as always, yeah. He like knew. He's like, oh yeah, I watched. I've been watching him since he was in like the U twelve. So like, okay, so <laughs> you were you were eleven at that time. Um, exactly. But like yeah, exa- I, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but Scott's like, yeah, tricky, versatile winger. Um, like this is a good signing. He's not, you know, maybe this is, you know, one of form one of Cameron Owassa, Carlton Belmar playing centrally with Formella on the left, and Malik Foster—I'm sorry, Duke Lacroix—not Malik Foster—playing um, on on the right. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what a Sacramento front line looks like right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Zach, have have you had uh, any more time to think, or uh, do you have any thoughts on? Duke Lacroix. Yeah, I, I,
2: I'm excited for him. It gives, you know, it'll be, it'll give Shannon Gomez competition. I, I don't know how much competition. I feel like. No, wait. Lacroix is, is the kind of guy you bring in to start. Um, He's yeah. a caliber player. So um, even with that, it, it's exciting for me because it means that, okay, hey, we have some depth at fullback, which yeah. we saw last year was a need and needs to be the case as we had, you know, several fullbacks go down. Um, So I'm excited. I'm excited to have him in. He's a great fullback. And I'm excited for the depth that's also building in that fullback rotation.
0: Yeah. And And you're right. Sorry, Zach, you mentioned that he's a fullback. He is a fullback. I had to mix up with Malik Foster, who's a winger.
2: Oh, so, I, thought you meant, oh, I thought you said tricky fullback winger.
0: I don't know what I said. Who knows what I said? <laughs> I was know. looking at Wikipedia. Wikipedia has them listed as a winger and a forward, so I don't know. Uh, you're talking about Duke Lacroix? Yeah. Really? Oh, that's yeah, funny. but I mean, Wikipedia is not the most reliable place. That's funny. For the, those kinds, of, no one has those kinds of information. But then Malik Foster has only... Neither Duke LeGua or Malik Foster score a ton of goals. Anyway, that's neither here nor there.
2: Now we'll go and we'll get into Malik Foster because, quite honestly, man, I don't know much about him. Yeah. And, and again, probably that's probably Scott's area because you know he's like been on the dark web and found these like yeah. highlight videos that nobody knows about. Um, <laughs> uh, he is a Jamaican uh, international. I don't he's played any time? I don't believe on the national team. Um, but he is a, a very fast winger, scored three goals in the USL last year. Um, I, I don't know much about him, quite honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one signing in this kind of, of patch of players that I don't know too much about. Um, but I, you know, I, I, the, the prospect of having a great goal scoring winger to pair opposite Derek Formella mm-hmm. with the back line that's forming the goaltender we have. And in the next player, we're going to talk about in the midfield. I am I'm, I'm getting really excited um, for all these signings that are, that are coming in. Um, Nolan, do you have any, any thoughts on Malik Foster?
0: Yeah. Real quick on Malik Foster. Um, so it, it sounds like his most prolific time uh, was in Costa Rica in 20 this past year, where he, he made 12 appearances and scored five goals. Um, gotcha. And then he went to a club in Israel where he made 13 appearances and scored zero goals. So it's so hard to know, like, okay, what? He, yeah, he could have been playing who knows what position in, in Israel and. It's hard to gauge the quality of the league between Costa Rica, the Israeli Premier League, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And, but, where they, um,
1: and where they all stack up.
0: Exactly. But we know this guy knows how to score goals in a short amount of time. Um, and for me, it's just wait and see. Like, yep. I want to see how this guy plays. Exactly. And what Mark, Mark Briggs, how he de- continues to develop him. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think it's exciting.
1: Well, yeah, I'm I'm excited for that too. As as you know, we have a coach that I really like that seems to have a very clear idea of what he wants, and mm-hmm. he's starting to develop that team. And so, you know, even though I don't know much about Malik Foster, I'm excited that Briggs is starting to get his his squad, his team together. Um, and and uh, yeah, and, and and all of this excitement kind of culminates into the last but but certainly not least one of the if not the most high you know profile free agent signings of this offseason that Sacramento has been able to acquire is a man by the name of Pete Paninen Peter Pan Peter Pan is what yes. we're we'll calling him Peter Pan is a Finnish born player who has spent time in Finland's top league in Indonesian top leagues or in, in one Indonesian top league at one club. <laughs> um, he has seven U 21 Finnish caps, which, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, he uh, plays an attacking midfielder role and, um, he just came from Finland. Um, the team he was at finished third on the table. Um, and that's Finland's top flight league. And that league has one Champions League bid, and I wanna say two or three Europa bit league bids. Um,
0: so like
1: the level but- that he's playing at is is pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that yeah, he's, is he's- pretty good. What were we gonna say?
0: Oh, I was just saying he's played in both Champions League and Europa League qualifiers. So they, like, qualify to qualify. To
1: to get in. Yeah. Qualify to, like, get into grouping. Qualification. Not even the group stage. Qualify. Yes, I was reading about this. I was like... Yeah, it's weird. Actually, a lot more complicated than I thought.
0: Yeah, like, that's what Rangers has to do and all that stuff. Celtic. Yeah. Stupid.
1: Anyway. But, I mean... That's who they're playing is teams like Rangers and Celtic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that level. And the, I mean, that's pretty cool. And not only Super is he playing cool. those teams, um, Peter Pan here has um, been the midfielder of the year in Finland for two years in a row, in both 2018 and 2019. Um, yeah. And he has captained the, that Finnish team um, that he played for. I, I don't even want to, like, say it. I'm going to butcher it. But <laughs> um, I'm going to butcher it.
0: Yeah. Um, I cannot pronounce Scandinavian words. They all look like acronyms. It's me. really tough. Yeah. So I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, that team uh, placed
1: third, and um, and he was a top, uh, uh, top midfielder both of those years has captained that team. He was their captain. So not only are you getting a, a technically gifted player, but you're getting a leader. Um, and I think after the like absence of um, Drew Skundrich, um, mm-hmm. Rodrigo Lopez, leaders on this team, you're going to be looking for leadership. And, and I think that's what Briggs is doing, bringing in Peter Pan here. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's a, a very exciting. There's like a 12-minute highlight video on YouTube of him. That's pretty good. Go check that out. Um, the club has released a little minute highlight of him on their Instagram. Very good highlight. Uh, he's he's an all-around solid attacking midfielder, um, I think, for this level. and And I'm super excited for him to be able to come in here um, and play for us. I I feel like I've said everything that could be said about him. Nolan, do you, do you have anything to contribute? I just kind of want to yeah. rant there.
0: I would just say I'm skeptically optimistic about okay. Pete coming in. Um, his time in Indonesia freaks me out like that. Yeah. I don't get what happened there. He played three goals, three games, didn't score any goals. And then like left. Um, Granted, that was stuff in 2020. Yeah. So it might have been COVID related. Um, But that seems strange. And then he went back to his old club and like played 18 games, scored three goals. And now he's coming to Sacramento. So, like Zach said, he has a pedigree. He's proven. um, He's good for the quality of the league in Finland. Um, I just, I just wonder how that translates. To the pitch in Sacramento in 2021, yeah. like okay, yeah, but you move from Finland, you bring. I, I just don't like. To me, there's a lot of things that could go wrong as well as could go right. So for, for me, that's why I'm cautiously optimistic. I think his ceiling is being as influential on in games as Thomas Ennever Olson, um, who Man. was an amazing signing who came from Orange County, but who also had kind of this this high pedigree. Um in his kind of floor could be that guy that came from West Ham that oh I don't run. know if
1: that's the, floor. That's the floor. <laughs> floor maybe like a maybe like a more of like a like a Roro? oh no. like scores one
0: goal, but kind of maybe like hurt. a Wilson Nishaw. okay, Remember like, him, yeah, I remember, mean, it. Like but he was, he was, was like bad. unrealized potential he he was always like on the verge of breakthrough. yeah, yeah. I feel like I that's know. it. Well, I guess this is not a young player.
1: He's thirty no, years. Yeah, he's old. old. Yeah, this is a veteran player. This is a guy you're bringing in for leadership as well. Yeah,
0: um, I mean, thirty years old as an, an attacking midfielder, you're kind of in your prime. Like I agree. Twenty-eight to thirty, like this could be his best years, and we don't, we haven't even seen him yet. Um, yeah, but that gets me excited. Yeah, so that's why I'm both cautious and optimistic.
1: Yeah, but fair enough. And, and with that. Um, that cautious, optimistic, you know, uh, vein. I, I this roster is not finished yet. There are still holes in this roster that need to be filled. And as it stands right now, this team has sixteen players on the roster, um, including Juju, and so no seventeen players on this roster with Formella getting signed today, um, and. Um, that becomes 18 with Juju Chavez, who's on an academy contract. Um, they still need... We, we've kind of talked about this. There's there's about five positions here that we still need. We need a backup center back, a backup fullback, a starting six, a backup mm-hmm. number eight, or maybe a backup number 10, and a backup goalie. And so as we kind of look at these, and there's really only maybe one starting position that isn't filled yet. We've talked about Cameron Wassa, Carlton Belmore up top. We've talked about the wingers. We've talked about the back line. Um, obviously Rafa is a starter. Um, uh, we have um, – who's in the midfield? Who am I, who am I thinking of? Uh, Jaime Pete Villarreal. And
0: Jaime Villarreal.
1: Jaime Villarreal is going to be a starter. He's going to be starting in that, that sixth spot. I wouldn't be surprised if he got moved to an eight, you know what I mean? In that four, yeah.
0: one Again, I think this goes back to what we've all been talking about all seasons. Like w- what position are Sacramento three midfielders playing right now? Yeah. Like we could not identify a number six so fluid, a number eight. We could kind of see who was trying to play more, you know, contribute to the attack and play as a, as a 10, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think Sacramento and Bennett benefit from a number six, which is for those who don't know, like a defensive center, midfielder. it's a defensive midfielder. So they sit right in front of the center backs. It yep. can drop in between them and pick up the ball or, or form uh, yeah. a back line before if that if a fullback goes, yep. um, goes and overlaps with a winger. And then they can also sit right in front of the center backs, collect the ball and then ping off passes either to like fullbacks that are running towards goal or, or uh, wingers that are running towards goal or to a a uh, play ball in behind the back line to a f- to a striker that's you know just uh escaped the onside trap like um Sacramento never really had that kind of a deep lying defensive midfielder last season no. from what i could see um and so that has to be a position that yeah um, Todd Donovan and Mark Briggs yeah. are sitting down saying, "Hey, we need to fill this position because it was killing us last year." I agree, um, and I don't know who that is. Like Jaime Villarreal isn't suited for that position. Like he's a better like box to box midfielder that gets in with late runs and yeah. you know breaks up play in transition. But he's not going to be. He's not the guy to to anchor the midfield. Um,
1: yeah, and he does that well. He plays that position well. They ate well. It's not that. Plays that eight role a well. while, yeah, yeah. But he's, no, he's not true. that like, and he can play the six. He played it last year, oh, we think, <laughs> in this fluid <laughs> midfield. Um, yeah. But that 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 six spot, that defensive midfielder spot, does seem to be pretty glaring. Yeah. Um, as we let me ask you this: starters,
0: Let me ask you this: What do you think of Andrew? Where Andrew Wheeler Almanu fits into this? Could he? Yeah. Be a guy that that plays that role. I don't know, like. I don't know if I saw enough of him last year. I
1: don't exactly. I don't, I definitely didn't see enough of him. What I did see in him was a similar player to Skundrick that just can cover a ton of ground when he's healthy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, But that also feels like an eight to me, does not, does it? Does it not? Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. It does. I, I think you're exactly with the,
1: right. A very small sample size that I've seen from him, it, it's more, it seems more of a box to box midfielder.
0: Yeah.
1: A more central midfielder, as you would say, maybe. Um, yeah, and so yeah, so that that sixth spot is is definitely glaring, um, yeah. and I think the one position in in the starting lo- roster that needs to be addressed.
0: Oh, the sorry, yes, the the defensive midfield position.
1: Yeah, other than that, yeah. I, I think it's covered. I, I'm honestly yeah. pretty excited about you know the the possibility of this being a great roster. Um, yeah, outside of
0: position. I think. So we mentioned we need a starting central midfielder, Um, maybe a back. We Sacramento definitely needs a backup versatile uh, defender, like a guy who can play both fullback and center back. That would be good. Um, And then I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. Like now, most of the time, it's like a center back can play defensive midfielder, center back, and a fullback can play winger and fullback. But yeah. Who knows? A yeah. guy that can Solving. there needs to be there needs to be depth at both of the center back and the fullback position. Uh-huh. From what we're seeing. Yep. Um and then a backup goalkeeper. Yep. Uh, but Zach, what do you think about where do you think that depth comes from? Do you think it comes from more signings from outside of Sacramento? Or do you think <laughs> it comes internally with promotions from the Academy?
1: Yeah, I th- I think
0: It'll probably be a
1: mix of the two, Um, but I would, honestly, personally, I would like to see more academy players. I've said it on on the podcast before, we have a good academy. We've seen multiple players from our academy go on to do things even in Europe, you know? Mm -hmm. And now that we have an MLS bid, those players have an opportunity here, and I would like to see... You know, hopefully, some of those young guys fill these reserve spots um, on this on this roster. Um, I know we have
0: a I forget his name. We have a goalie, a young goalie. Uh, It's, I think it's another. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to remember it. But yeah, he's 15 or 16. He's he's been on the an academy contract. He's been the third goalie for like three years now, two years. Um,
1: yeah. And I would like so. to see him take that backup spot and get some good experience and play in mm-hmm. some cup games. And you know what I mean? Like I'm all for that. Um, and, and all these positions I'd like to see, you know, we saw Hayden, Hayden Sargers come in, Mario Panegos, Juju Chavez, Rafael Juaregi. Like there's good players, good young players coming from this Academy. Um, and if we have some more of them, I would like to see them fill those reserve spots. So I think reality is it'll be a mix of both, but I would love to see it be closer to the Academy end of the spectrum, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. What about what do you think? Are you I think definitely one more goalie needs to be brought in, uh, who can kind of be the number two. I don't know if the guy I don't think the guy who's the academy guy we're th- we're talking about is ready to play cup games. Mm-hmm. Um so that definitely needs to happen. It always has happened. So I would expect it. I think a backup center back needs to come from outside the academy. Okay. If one of Tainter or Hayden Sargis goes down or falls out of form, like there needs to be someone reliable to step in and play. Who yeah, is. Fair enough. Not Deckel Keenan. <laughs> yeah. Um, Old man Deckel. Yeah. But I, I think depending on on, you know, how Briggs works with, Andrew Wheeler Amenu and Rafa Huaregi and Jaime Villarreal. Like if he can develop one of those into a defensive midfielder, then Mario Panagos comes into the team and he's a he's a, a number ten. He he yeah. he adds depth there. Julian Chavez comes into the team and he's an attacking midfielder, tricky winger who adds depth there. Maybe that's where the next academy guy comes in and fills in in the midfield. Mm -hmm. and sacramento doesn't need to go out and and sign uh a a depth midfielder from who knows where in indonesia again you know like they can they can rely on the guys they know i think there's we we saw the fruit of that last year and so um yeah i i think that's my thought those are my thoughts
1: yeah that makes
0: sense
1: sense. and and i'm sure it will be i'm sure it'll be a mix of the two but um, this roster is starting to form and, and there's some big names on there. Uh, you know, the, the pairing of Mitchell Tainer and Hayden Sargis is something to be excited about. Jordan McCrary coming back. Um, Duke LaCroix, solid player. Rafael um, Rafael Horagi also solid, but Rafa Diaz um, in that uh, to, to, to put on those gloves is it's, it's starting to form a great roster. Um, and one that I'm really excited about and, Mm-hmm. yeah as the as the weeks progress as we get past the kind of holiday season i'm sure we'll see a couple more signings trickle in um mm-hmm. yeah backup center back i think i think to nolan's point would be something that we do i uh, need from the outside i'm um, another solid reliable center back um but yeah there's there's a lot of a lot of things to be excited about um mm-hmm. as we head towards this next season uh anything else nolan
0: I would just say whenever San Diego loyal come to town, <laughs> whoever's catering their meals needs to like give it, give them like the flu or something because <laughs> they are ridiculous this off season. Like they've signed Corey Herzog already yeah. from Reno. They signed Jake Blake, Jake Blake. Jack, Blake? Jack Jake Blake? Blake, Jake Blake. I don't know some tr- catchy name a midfielder. Very good midfielder. Another guy. They just don't look like they're going to. They be already slung have down. such a great roster. Yeah um so that is that is frightening
1: yeah absolutely anyway
0: maybe we'll we'll i'm sure we'll get into them more as the season comes around and we do like you know team reviews and all that stuff and oakland um, too. oakland roots that'll be fun maybe we get to go to a game that'll be fun we get i'll get the vaccine uh, exactly <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> um anyway any zach do you have any more thoughts no i think that's about
1: on? it i think we should wrap up here
0: it's been a good episode. It's good to see you, albeit virtually. Because yes.
1: Yeah, we are recording uh, this virtually.
0: Yeah. The Rona. Because of um, <laughs> be safe. Be uh, safe. Love you, Scott. Yes. To to this? Of course you are, because you're editing it. Thoughts and so prayers baby. To,
1: to him and his wife um, as they're about to
0: to have a baby. His, wife, his baby. Um. And yeah.
1: Anything else,
0: All right, and oh, this is how we sign off. I always forget. Uh Maybe well, we, we can't do it without Scott. Yeah, I'm not done. even gonna try to do it. It's gonna I will be too- do it. Gonna, I'll do it. I'll do it. No, we're, no, it. we're gonna like make weird. Icons you know what? That's guys. fair. It's, Scott. Yeah. It's,
1: it's like sacred
0: ground. We just go with a clean hard cut. We didn't. Oh. We
1: didn't do the, the Scott intro, and we're not gonna do the Scott exit. No. In, in, and in honor of Scott.
0: Yeah, it's it's like when you. It's like when you like leave a chair out at Thanksgiving for Grandma who died. Oh kind of like that.
1: but Just he don't, don't die. <laughs> but he is gonna be editing this going what the hell <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I'm dead.
1: Um, all right well we're gonna leave it at that then all right yeah so we love you all. we hope you're staying safe. Scott, go ahead and roll the music.